Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm answering your questions on sex, dating, and everything in between. Topics include tips for talking dirty, can your marriage handle a threesome, what to do about delayed ejaculation, and how to get your girlfriend comfortable with licking her booty. All this and more. Thanks for listening. So here's some trivia for you. The clitoris has legs. That's right. It's not just that little bulb that feels good. Nope. Those 8,000 pleasure-packed nerve endings in the clitoris extend to your vulva. Exploring these areas triggers all kinds of new sensations. And my friends at WeVibe have designed something for this exact purpose. The new Wish is a palm-sized vibe that is soft and squishy and designed to stimulate both the external and internal clitoral vibes. Figures it was the geniuses at WeVibe who invented new ways to stimulate your clitoris. Love these guys. And get this, it also features their new Power Pulse vibration pattern that literally feels like waves of pleasure. The Wish is truly an amazing vibrator. To learn so much more, click on the WeVibe banner on my site or visit we-vibe.com. That's wevibe.com. When it comes to intimacy, a little vibration can go a long way. But when you're with a partner, sometimes a full-size toy can be a little distracting. That's why I love the G-Ring from FT London. The G-Ring is a compact toy that you wear on your finger, and then your finger is enhanced with powerful vibrations. There are pretty much no limitations to what you can do with the G-Ring. You can touch him, touch her, touch yourself. Your finger literally becomes a vibrator. It's totally waterproof and rechargeable and has a variety of vibration patterns. The G-Ring can even be used as a remote control for other FT London toys like the G-Plug. It's so cool. The G-Ring is perfect as a first vibrator or as part of any size collection. To order yours or learn more, click on the FT London banner on my site or visit gvibe.com. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex relationships and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. God, you should go check out our website. And also, thank you to all my new subscribers and listeners. Man, we got new listeners this month. So many. Welcome. Welcome to Sex with Emily. Please, you know, send me your emails. And thank you for sharing, you know, your questions. And thank you for sharing the podcast with your friends and your family. A lot of couples listen together. A lot of you have been tagging me on Instagram and saying you're listening and like sending me snaps, screenshots of your phone. And I just, I love this. It feels amazing. And I'm so glad that we're all connected and to be helping you all having better sex and relationships. Welcome good time here. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, and uh, send an email, be in touch. And if you want some more instant gratification in your life, use your fingers or, you know, electronic device of your choice. Head over to sexwithemily.com. You can easily subscribe there as well. Also, it really helps if you subscribe to the podcast because first of all, you'll never miss a show. We do two a week. In fact, we're doing three shows this week because, you know, sometimes you want a little quickie. You don't have time for a full thing. That's what we're going to do. But it will be fulfilling. I promise you. And also, when you subscribe to the show, you can review us. We love that. You just go to iTunes or however you listen. We are on Spotify and Google Play and SoundCloud and like all these places. Please subscribe and review us and be in touch. 
Okay, guys, I'm really excited because I came across a study this week that I felt like they did it just for me or something. They did it just for you. It really echoes everything that I believe deep in my heart and that I've been talking to you all about for, for 12 years, okay? So I first shared on Facebook. If you, you check it out my Facebook page and you guys all really loved it, got lots of shares and interest. Okay, guys, so here's the study. People who believe in a sexual soulmate have worse sex. So it was a recent study published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. They suggest sexual satisfaction is all in a person's head game, as in their beliefs about how they can maintain a fulfilling sex life. So what they did is they looked at two views, okay? There's two views. They said the belief that good sex comes from working at it with their partner, so do you believe in sexual growth, or that it's the result of natural compatibility, like sexual destiny, like we just clicked and everything was perfect forever. So the participants were asked how much they agree with these statements. And this is like the basis of the study. Which one do you agree with more? Sexual relationships often fail because people don't try hard enough. And the other statement was, if a relationship is meant to be, sex is easy and wonderful. And here's what they found. Individuals reported more positive sexual experience and higher relationship quality when they believed that sexual satisfaction requires work. And when people thought that it's, oh, it's just destiny, that sex is just going to be great, they had more frustrating sex and disappointing sex. So basically, it's like what I'm always saying, you guys, that it takes work. Sex takes work. And it, it's, it's like the best kind of work, though. Like, I hate saying it. I was actually thinking about this going, what else could I say besides work? Because when we hear work, we like shut down. But guys, I'm just saying, like, why don't you talk about what really turns you on in bed and what feels good and then do that. Like talk to your partner about it and together you can work to make a more fulfilling sex life. And I always say that sex should be expansive because we're just going to get bored doing the same things over and over again. And in fact, it is biology. I think a lot of us are attached to that honeymoon phase, you know, when we first get together with somebody. And this is determined by biology, you guys. The first six months to two years you're with someone, you've got all those hormones, the serotonin, the dopamine, all that stuff. Those are like the bonding hormones that make us connect and attach to our partner. And after that time, like I've said, your relationship Relationship, it, the sex life is going to change. It just does. It shifts. And I think a lot of us think, well, oh, the sex isn't as great anymore, so we don't have to work on it. And therefore, I should just break up with this person. But for every relationship, you're going to have to put in some efforts, but the people who do have better sex and have stronger relationships. So if your sex life isn't perfect, that's so normal. And it doesn't mean that your relationship is in trouble. It doesn't mean that you got to dump this person and find someone else for where the sex is going to be perfect all the time. Okay. And here's the final study part of it that really interested me was that men tended to endorse sexual destiny. Well, women tended to endorse sexual growth. So men actually thought that I'm just going to meet this woman and sex is going to be amazing. And the women believe like, oh, I understand that sex takes more work. And at first it surprised me because I always thought that women were fed this notion of Prince Charming and there's just going to be this soulmate out there. But it turns out that it's the men who are thinking that's going to happen, that sex is going to be perfect. And the reason why I thought about it is because I think that women know, like we know, it takes a while for us to get comfortable with a partner, to feel safe with a partner, to have orgasms with a partner. We get it. Like we don't expect to have like quick sexual satisfaction. And I think that men are more conditioned to be like, sex should be great. I had an orgasm. Did you have an orgasm? Oh, you, you know, you didn't have one or you, you didn't make noises or I didn't make you come. Something's wrong with me. So I think that that was really interesting to find out that men and women believe that. So I just think that the bottom line here is just remember that if your sex life isn't perfect, it's it's totally normal and it's fine. And the idea of sexual growth and the idea that you can work to have better sex and that it's not just something that's just going to magically appear or magically stay as amazing it was at the beginning, that notion just, just doesn't just hold any water, especially in this study. Because also think about this. Think about all the things in your life 
that you're good at. Maybe it's skills or hobbies or artistic pursuits or even your friendships or your relationships. These are things probably that you've worked on, like things that you feel that you're proud of and goals that you've met. It's because you had to put work into them and it doesn't just come naturally to you, right? Everything that's come to me, like if I look at my life, I'm like, I wasn't naturally. First of all, my first podcast, does anyone want to hear that? I mean, I could send it to you. You think that was any good? No, not great. Or being like a runner, like I run marathons, but the first time I ran, it was for like three minutes and it took me years or just anything we're good. Even relationship with my friends. I wouldn't have the same friends I've had for the last 20 years if I didn't call them and I wasn't there for them, you know? So just think about the things that matter in your life and think about when you look at your relationship, think about, okay, I know that sex is something that I think we often don't prioritize in our relationships. We just think it's going to always be great and we don't know what to do when it goes wrong. So here's my take home message for you that it's never too soon to start talking about sex, to work on sex, and it's totally normal. So whether you've been with someone for three months, if you've been with someone for 30 years, start talking about sex, understand that it's going to take some work, but it's like really, really fun work people. Okay. So I hope this triggers a wake up call and sexual growth is amazing and fun and sex is supposed to be fun. So let's all have a good time and have better sex. How's that? Okay, now we're going to give a little shout out to our sponsors. Thanks so much for supporting them. We appreciate it. Did you know that a recent study said that millennials are ditching oral sex? And what's worse, a lot of you took my survey, said when you do perform oral, you don't use lube. This made me crazy. Well, spring is here, so out with the old, in with the new habits. Go to my site and click on the Joe Flavors banner. They have amazing fruit flavors that are perfect for spring, like Tangerine Dream, Juicy Pineapple, Tropical Passion. Just pick some up, put a little on, and get down to business. I promise you'll thank me. All right, we're on to your emails. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the show, I love that. It's so easy to submit your questions. Go to sexwithemily.com, click on the Ask Emily tab, fill out the form, hit submit. That's it. It's so easy. You can also check the box that you'd like to be called or leave me a voicemail. 818-ASK-SWE1, 818-275-7931. And as always, please, please include your age, where you live, and how you listen to the show. We so appreciate it. I can't wait to hear from you. This is from Nicole. She's 22 years old. Hi, Emily. My boyfriend and I have extremely enjoyable sex. He has recently told me that I should start trying to talk more during foreplay and continue it through intercourse. I've never really watched porn because for one reason or another, I just can't get myself to climax solo. So I'm not well versed in the best way to talk dirty. He watches porn often, so I'm sure he has some sort of stream of conversation in mind. When I ask him, he says it's not as genuine if he tells me what to say. I'm super afraid that I'll say something that's a little too far, I'll turn him off, and I'll think of that embarrassed feeling every time we have sex. I can't think of any sort of dialogue that would go smoothly. We both like extremely rough sex, so there's definitely an opportunity for me to speak up. However, I just draw blank when the time comes. Should porn be my DIY tutorial? Do you have any tips? Help. Okay, Nicole, thank you for your question because I know a lot of women, we get so intimidated when we're starting out with the dirty talk thing. It's like, what what do I say? What do I do? Do I want to sound like a porn star? He's going to think I'm trying to sound like a porn star. What if I do it wrong? But here's the good news. There's no problem at all that you're not watching porn. In fact, I think it's a good thing that you're not. It'll serve you well on this dirty talking journey. Because the thing about porn is, first of all, like I always say, it's not the best place for people to learn 
to have sex. Like technically, you know, it's if you watch it, I'm always like, what? There's no way she's having an orgasm. He's nowhere near her clitoris right now. Like that's crazy. And also like the things, you know, porn is mostly created for men, by men, like it's visual, like to visually please them. And what's happening there, again, not the best way to learn. So you don't have to behave or sound like a porn star. Like the dirty talk in porn is kind of just more dirty than it really is the right kind of dirty talk. Like think about it. Like I was thinking about this like in porn. It's like she might say something like, is that all you got for me, big boy? Like it seems like it's kind of negative. And it's like, are you trying to emasculate this guy? Like, like really? He's gonna be like, oh no, I don't have enough. So I mean, yeah, no, don't watch porn. You're good. So let's start with Dirty Talk 101. And here's the good news, Nicole. You already have all the tools you need because here's the thing. It's not about what you say. It's not about what you say or the words you say. It's about how you say it. So it's like the tone, okay? Like the tone of your voice. So for example, if you say, I want you so bad, right? I want you so bad, just like in your everyday voice, like how was your day? Pass the meatloaf, right? That doesn't really do anything. But if you slow down and like you stare into his eyes, like you use your like slower, more seductive voice and you're like, I want you so bad, right? The same words, a little hotter, right? Sexier. So that's one thing you want to slow down, kind of channel that inner goddess. And also body language is important. Like if you're saying like you have a nice ass, you want to make sure you're like looking at his ass. And it promises it does become more natural over time. Like anything, learning to talk dirty is a skill. And a lot of your questions, everyone's questions that come in, it's like we get so afraid because we haven't learned it yet. But but you will learn and then I'm going to teach you. And it's okay if you're uncomfortable. It's okay if you laugh at first or if it's not, you know, if it's awkward. But this is one of those that I think that's going to go quickly, okay? Because practice does make it easier and it's not as complicated as you think. And here's a good thing. Also, Nicole, I know he's asking you to talk dirty, but another good thing about dirty talk is I think you're going to find out that it really turns you on as well. And it's going to be like a next level for you guys. So he'll talk dirty to you. You'll talk dirty to him. It'll be like a whole new fun thing. Just relax. And I'm going to walk you through a few more tips. So when you're really turned on, think about like what turned you on. Like when, you, when you're with them and you're like, oh my God, I really want them. Think about the thoughts that pass through your mind. So these are all things that you have at your disposal. So maybe you're thinking, God, you know, feels good when he's inside me or I can't wait. You could say to him like, I can't wait to feel you inside me, right? That's something that you you might be thinking. You could also practice before you even start because I always say foreplay starts after the last orgasm. I'm always like, send your partner a sexy text or tell him what you want to do next time you see him. I mean that. Like that really helps to arouse him, arouse yourself, like sets the mood. So you can tell him like, or you can text him this if you want to practice. You could say like, Tell him what you want to do when you see him. And again, you could tell him that when he's leaving in the morning, you say like, I'm going to get on top of you and ride you or, you know, I can't wait to suck you. I can't wait to taste you. You know, however, whatever feels comfortable for you. So you can kind of plant the seed for what's going to happen next. Also moaning during sex, okay? Not talking, but it's moaning. So I think that a lot of women we kind of were quiet during sex. Some of them just sort of don't make any noises at all. And there's actually been studies that have shown that when you make, like actually making more noises and the more you breathe during sex, the more you talk can actually increase your ability to orgasm. That's a good thing. So if you're like, I don't want to say, just moan. I mean, not a fake moan. Don't just like moan out of nowhere. Like if he's went to the bathroom to get you a cup of water or something. But when, you know, when he's thrusting, you can moan. So you could also describe like a fantasy you have. So let's say you have a fantasy about like having sex at a party. Maybe you just sort of like want to pull him outside. Maybe last week, you were, maybe Saturday night, you were at a party with him. And you're like, God, he's so hot. I just want to go in the bathroom and have sex with him. So you could say to him like, when you're having sex, you'd be like, I was thinking about you last night. We were at, you know, Joe's party that I just wanted to pull you in the bathroom and have sex with you. So like describe a fantasy that you're having, that, that you've had or that you're having. 
You can also talk about a memory. You can recall like a time that you had amazing sex, like maybe the first time you had sex. So you could say like, God, remember that time that, you know, my roommate came home and, you know, we both yeah, had orgasm at the same time. We almost got caught. Like maybe that really turned you on or you could think about what are some other common fantasies that you might have? Oh, the rough sex thing. Okay, you guys are into rough sex. This is so perfect. Nicole, you can be like, you know, I've been thinking about you spanking me all day. Like I want you to spank my ass. And, you know, so again, you describe things that have happened in the past that you want to happen or that are happening in the moment. That is just some really good like rules of thumb to follow when you are thinking about talking dirty. So I, I think you, I really think you can do this. It might be awkward at first. You can think about some of these thoughts, some of these fantasies. This might be fun homework for you too, like some fun homework when you're masturbating. Yeah, so just remember, don't be hard on yourself. Talk slowly, go slowly. It's a little bit about tone. And here's just a few. I pulled out a few of my faves that are kind of good starters. God, you make me so wet. Your shoulders look so sexy. It feels so big. Okay, that's better than like, are you in yet? And I want more. Is that all you got? You don't want to do that, right? You want to build them up. I love the way you feel inside me or don't stop. So you see, those can sound dirty and you're not swearing. You're not, you know, you're not doing, using any words that don't feel comfortable for you. And then you'll build up to those things. So let me know how that goes, Nicole. This is from Alton31, Los Angeles. Hi, Emily. My wife and I have been together for 12 years, married for eight. Lately, we've been discussing having a threesome. In case this background is relevant, she unfortunately did experience child molestation. We've discussed this. At times, there are ways I touch her that bring up the past. The threesome would be something more for her than for me. She's always been curious about being with another female. She is often on contact with a friend from high school that's a lesbian. I will call her Kim. My wife has approached Kim with the idea of a threesome. Kim has no attraction whatsoever to men and wants to be and wants no part in a threesome, which is understandable. However, Kim has told my wife that she would have sex with her. My wife said that she would like that with no involvement from me to see if having sex with another female is something she likes. My wife said she would only do it once without me with her always having an attraction to females. I'm concerned about how this would affect our relationship. What if she wants to continue to have sex with females without a threesome? In recent discussions, she said that she thinks that being with a female might not bring up the memories of her past. I feel like I shouldn't keep that from her. I'm also concerned about how it will affect our relationship. I need some advice. Thanks, Alton. Okay, Alton, thanks so much for writing in because this is this is a really, there's a lot going on here. There's a few layers here. Okay, first of all, her attraction to females, that's one of them. And the other thing, most important, is that she has untreated sexual trauma. And the trauma is the thing we have to focus on first because untreated trauma, like sexual abuse and all that stuff, we don't deal with it, has a direct impact on your emotional and relational well-being. And when it's left untreated, it can be so distressing, so unsatisfying, and really hard to have a healthy sex life and a healthy relationship. And even if she thinks like, oh no, it only comes up when you touch me in these certain ways, I promise you that it's been repressed and there's other ways that it's also impacting her life. So I feel like that's the first order of business because it just, to be honest, I mean, I don't want to kind of bring you down here, but just over the years or together, it's going to keep coming up if she doesn't get into therapy and start talking about it. And this will eventually, you know, this will help you and her, you know, and let's pretend the trauma wasn't there, which it is. It's understandable completely that you'd be concerned having your wife have sex with someone else. Just like she'd be concerned if you went off with another woman, there might be some guys going, yeah, that'd be hot to think about my wife having a threesome, you know? Okay, well, you're that guy. This is not Alton. And Alton, this is totally like legitimate and I get your concerns. I would just say though, before you even cross that bridge, like it, I think that she shouldn't have sex with the other woman. You know, the threesome is not the discussion here. The threesome is really about her getting some good therapy, getting treatment and figuring out how you guys can make your sex life healthier. Once that's sorted out, then you can bring up the threesome situation again. Thank you for writing, Alton. I appreciate it. I love hearing from you guys. So fun. 
Do you know I still, I love my job. I really do. Okay, this is from Tammy. She's 38. Okay, dear Emily, my boyfriend and I have been together for a year and I'm crazy about him. I'm 38 and he is 46. We have an active sex life and have sex several times a week at minimum, if not every day. My question is a topic I haven't heard you discuss much before. I usually have multiple orgasms when we have sex, but it's extremely rare for him to orgasm and ejaculate from sex with me, regardless of the position, vaginal, oral, anal. Typically what happens is we get exhausted from going for so long. He finishes manly with his hand, though I usually stay involved, kissing and touching, etc. I sometimes feel panicked that he doesn't enjoy sex with me the way I do with him or that what I'm doing doesn't get him there. I think it's mostly a function of him needing a certain pressure or rhythm to get off that I simply can't do for very long. Please help. I would like to be responsible for making him feel as amazing as he makes me feel. I've read quite a bit on delayed ejaculation and can't figure out what to make of any of it. Thanks, Tammy. Okay, Tammy, that's that's right. That's You You got it. I mean, this, this to me, I'm not seeing him. You know, he's not sitting here in front of me. I'm not uh, a doctor in that way. I can't treat him. But the truth is he's got, it sounds to me like delayed ejaculation. If I had my bets on it, that's what's going on. Because typically what happens with the delayed ejaculation is if a guy can't orgasm during intercourse or it takes 30 minutes or longer to ejaculate, it's typically like, you know, he can't reach the climax or he can't ejaculate. That's kind of the definition of delayed ejaculation. And it's not like there's a time set on it. Like it could be an hour, it could be 20 minutes. So it's not like 30 minutes you make it, but that's, it sounds to me like everything that you've said that you're having sex, you're having multiple orgasms and that it's a case of delayed ejaculation. And so the only thing about delayed ejaculation, is it's a little tricky because there's a lot of different causes. You know, it could be like health condition. It could be like he could be on medication. It could be, you know, drinking. And what I want to know is, have you, Tammy, have you talked to him about it? Because you, it sounds to me like you're making assumptions that you're not bringing him pleasure and that he's frustrated because the the only time it's a problem, just like a lot of things like, sex addiction, like how do you know if someone's addicted to porn? You know, well, if it's having consequences, if they can't get to work on time, if they're, you know, their whole relationships are ruined. So if he seems happy with their sex life and you've talked about it, I feel like you're creating this in your head that like he wants something more from you and he's not getting it. Again, it's only a problem if it's, you know, causing ongoing stress for either one of you. So is it causing him stress? This is what we need to know. We need to find this out. If it's causing him stress, if he's not satisfied, because otherwise, I mean, you're killing it. You're having multiple orgasms. You're having a good time. And no matter, and of course, you're exhausted because going for, I dated a guy like this once too. This is before I think I was even doing my show and I was like so confused. I was like, I'm pretty good, right? Like I'm like, I can get blowjobs. I can do this but like you know after a half hour like please you know i'm gonna get like some tmj or something like it's gonna be a whole thing it's like oral sex it's it's the whole thing having sex he just can't ejaculate with with you um and just only with his hand and i'm wondering again does it happen like is it situational that's the other things you got to check out sometimes it happens during certain situations or it can happen occasionally so i think you talk to him about it before you create the scenario in your head that you're not pleasing him and find out has this always been the case is he concerned about it and if so he should go see his doctor get tested and figure out, you know, there's a lot of different tests they can do and figure out what's going on. So otherwise, besides all that, it sounds like you guys are having wonderful sex because if he's not complaining and you're creating this in your head, which a lot of us do, there might not be a problem at all. So have a little talk with them, you guys. This is all about communication. Communication is a lubrication, you guys. And that's why I love that you're emailing me because I can, like, we can talk about it. And it's like, talk to your partner first, see what they say. And we all create stories in our mind that aren't necessarily true. Okay, this is from James. He's 29 and he's from Houston. Hi, Emily. I've been listening to the show for a while and I'm finally getting the nerve to send in my own question. I've been with my girlfriend for over two years now and I think she's the sexiest woman in the world. I've opened up to her that her butt slash booty, 
Thank you for breaking that down. Drives me wild and that my fetish is licking it or having her bomb on my face. She's let me a few times, but now she's completely stopped. She makes me feel guilty for liking her bomb and making comments that she wishes I liked her vagina. I've tried making her feel like I'm all about her vagina by going down in her, but she always uh, says it tickles or it's too sensitive. It's frustrating because she won't tell me if there's something I should do differently when I go down in her. I've also brought up that would make me uh, very happy to lick her bomb again, but she won't let me. I'm at a loss on what to do. I'm much more adventurous than, than her than she is, and it's getting frustrating. What should I do? Thanks, James. Okay, James, this is another one I got unpacked for you here. It sounds like you're kind of putting the cart before the horse or like the booty before her vagina in some ways. The fact that she says it tickles. So first, okay, here's what's going on. She's saying it's your only eye bomb. And now I want you to do my, you know, be about my vagina. And then you're about her vagina. And she's like, it tickles. It doesn't feel good. So you kind of can't win here. And I get why you're really frustrated. I'm glad that we're talking about this because what I'm hearing here is she might not know, even though you guys have been together, I think you said two years and you didn't say your age, James. I'm still reading your question, even though, oh, did you say your age? Yes, you're 29. Sorry. Okay. I'm going to assume that maybe she's like your age as well. Sorry. I'm scold you. I didn't mean to do that, James. You're awesome. So 29, listen, there's no age, like she really, even though you've been together two years, she could be your age, you know, 20, 25, whatever. She might not know what makes her feel good. She might not actually even be enjoying sex. She have, Not because of you. Has she had orgasms? Do you know what makes her feel good? Does she know what makes her feel good? Does she orgasm? Does she orgasm during intercourse? That's what we got to get to the bottom of here because now she's not into oral and you didn't mention your sex life or butt stuff, but you're having great sex. You might have to settle for that. But I was going to first going to start giving you tips about like the butt stuff because I can tell you there if you can kind of get her through this and you figure out okay yeah she actually really does you know she doesn't like oral because the truth is some women don't like oral sex those women I just can't imagine that but there are many women just like you know there are a few guys who don't like oral I think I think there's guys who don't like oral I've heard that but definitely there are some women who say they make it uncomfortable so if we get to the bottom of the the orgasm thing or the vagina thing, she might feel like it's really dirty or it's wrong or it feels taboo, which a lot of butt play feels for so many people. Yes, we hear about anal sex all the time. It doesn't mean the taboo has been abolished. It has not. It's still exists in the world. So you might want to start with your fingers, like lightly, like using some lube and like using your fingers and caressing around her butt, like around the hole and before you even start licking it. So you might need to work up just like any other sex act. Like you want to start slow and you want to just like, maybe just with your tongue, she's like, oh my God, I've never even had anything down there. Okay, James. So I think it's time you just go on a fact finding mission here. Have a talk, not in the bedroom, when you're at dinner, have a glass of wine, when you're on a road trip, have a chat with her and find out what's really going on and what turns her on in a very like loving, like, let's just have amazing sex. And I'm trying to understand what makes you feel good. You know, not like a, why won't you let me lick your butt? Because she's just going to keep running away from you if you keep bringing up the butt thing. I promise. Okay, thanks, James. Okay, this is from Estefina. Hi, Emily. I can't get enough of your show. I absolutely love it. To give you a little background, in 2015, I ended a relationship that lasted almost four years. At the time, I was confident about my body and my sex performance. However, he ended up cheating on me with a friend of my mother's who is nine years older than him, skinnier, hotter than me, and very experienced in bed, according to comments I have heard. Anyway, I was devastated. I'm now in a new relationship with this guy that I love and makes me really happy. However, it's been 11 months and I never let him see me naked in the light. I can easily count the times that I've let him go down to me, although your show has helped me a lot with that. Whenever I give him oral, I feel very insecure about what I'm doing. Whenever we finish having sex, I get dressed immediately. And whenever I fall asleep naked, with him, I wake up in the middle of the night to get dressed. All this due to my bad body image. This is regardless of how many times he tells me he loves me, that he thinks that I'm super hot, and that we have great sex, and that he begs me to let him give me oral. 
I have also gone to therapy, but nothing helps. I really hope there's something you can say or recommend. I want to be more confident in sex, and I have gained a lot of inspiration and motivation from your show. You're saving my sex life. Yet, I don't know where to start. What can I do to feel more comfortable naked? What do guys think about when they see their women naked in bed or in the shower? Do you think my boyfriend would see the flaws I see? How do I truly know that I'm giving him what he wants in bed? Thanks, Estefania. Oh, Estefania, this is a good question because I think that so many women listening to this can completely relate to this email in one way or another. First of all, I love the show has helped you and motivated you. That's great. So keep listening. I'm going to start with the easy parts here, okay? What do you guys think when they see the woman naked in bed? Guess what? He's naked in bed with you because he's attracted to you and he's hot for you. And all he's thinking about is, wow, I can't believe she's having sex with me. She's so hot and I'm so turned on right now. He's not looking at whatever you perceive your flaws to be. He's not looking at any of that. They're not paying attention to that. First of all, you would know it if you were dating some kind of douche like that. That was, you probably wouldn't be sleeping with him again, okay? This guy, you've been with him. He's trying to, you know, he's telling you how much he loves you. You've been with him for 11 months and it's a great relationship. So I can guarantee you that that's all he's thinking about. And he's telling you all the time. But here's the thing with low self-esteem and body image, which, you know, I think that we all have in one way or the other, self-esteem issues, whatever it's related to, is that it doesn't, unfortunately, no matter how much, how many times or other people reinforce and tell us how great and beautiful and smart and wonderful we are, it doesn't work. Because the secret to this, like the secret is that you have to learn to love yourself and love your own body. And that is a lot easier said than done. I'm sure he's like, I don't understand. You know, I love her so much. And I I really, really do think you're beautiful and sexy. So here's a little good news here. We can trace this back to a very specific situation that happened to you. You have kind of post-traumatic stress, I think, after this relationship with this guy who cheated on you, you know, with an older woman. And you heard that she's skinnier and hotter and you've internalized this and think that you're not worthy because he rejected you. You're thinking in your mind, you've created that he went off with this older woman because you in some way were flawed, which let me tell you, it had zero to do with you and everything to do with him being himself and wanting to be with another woman just because guys and women were like this. We want more affirmation from somebody else, the conquering, it feels good. I'm telling you, it's not like, oh, she's skinnier than you. or Oh, she has blonde hair and my girlfriend has brown hair. None of that. And, and I got to tell you, I don't know if this can make you feel good or not. It had nothing to do with you. It was that there was somebody else there. Okay. But that doesn't change the impact that this has had on your self-esteem going forward. And so what we have to do is like, reframe the situation and and the way you think about yourself and your body because you can you actually know what it feels like to be confident and you know what it feels like to not have these thoughts in your head because it sounds like you didn't have that in your past relationship. And so there's a lot of women who had it like their entire life and not that it's any easier, but I'm saying we can get you back to that time that when you felt really good about yourself, okay? And it's really close to where you're at now. I know you said you've tried therapy, Whenever I hear people say that it doesn't work, it's because it doesn't work if you only go for a month. It actually doesn't even work if you only go for two months. Therapy is the kind of thing that it's a commitment and you go every day and you really like you go and you think about it and you process and you might have to go for a year. Okay. Like that's kind of the sweet spot for therapy when it kicks in. And I think that everybody needs therapy at some point in their life. And in fact, it's ongoing. Okay. Therapy is like getting your car tuned up. You need to go and you need to get yourself checked out in your life. You might go every all the time for a few years. You might not go again for 10 years, but everybody needs a little therapy. Here's just a few things, okay? Don't be mean to yourself, okay? Or anyone else. Like when you think about it, when you think about the way you judge yourself and you think about your preoccupation that you have with your outward body appearance, um, 
it's it can get be really unhealthy. And so I just think that if you can like learn to think like it's really a matter of re- when I say reframing, it's checking these thoughts. Like how many times a day are you saying these things? And once you start to recognize them, you can like switch them and like be like, you know, I'm not going to say these things to myself. Would you say these negative thoughts to a friend of yours or to someone you love? So it's replacing them with thoughts like, you know, I'm beautiful. I feel really good about myself. I'm strong. I'm working out. I'm being healthy. I'm, I love my eyes. I love my, you know, think about the things that you love about yourself. There's like certain exercises you can do like practicing like looking at your body in the mirror and like thinking like what do you love about yourself because I'm sure there are so many things about you that are absolutely beautiful so it's like replacing those thoughts and you're going to realize the triggering thoughts where they're happening and then you can just reflame them and turn them around I mean really it's about what you're going to get to is like knowing your body loving your body and accepting your body and a lot of this especially for sexual self-esteem it really does come from masturbation if you've been listening to this show or masturbation will help you because the more that you spend time like alone and with yourself and like really appreciating all the amazing things that your beautiful body can do like the way your breasts feel like when you touch them and the way it feels to like give yourself an orgasm and all the different spots that turn you on you're going to feel more empowered and you're going to feel like when you're in bed with a guy you're going to feel like I know what I want and I'm this like you know sexual goddess and you'll be like just much more connected to your body and I feel like right now you're completely disconnected because you're in your head criticizing yourself so even if you don't feel like masturbating I think just breathing and meditating like breathing into your pelvic floor doing kegel exercises are really really helpful like when you're taking deep breaths and you breathe it like all the way through your body through your pelvic floor that's a really great way to connect with your body and what you're feeling in the moment and when you listen to your body, it doesn't lie to you, okay? So if you're listening to your body and you're connected, when you start seeing the amazing things your body can do, and if you're taking care of yourself and you're eating healthy and you're exercising, like it, it doesn't lie to you. So getting the right need in nutrition and like, you know, sleeping well and like dealing with stress and anxiety, you're going to know when you're treating yourself right. I really think that just listening to those messages, reframing the negative thoughts, writing, keeping a journal, and this might all sound like new agey, like, oh, you got to keep a journal. I'm telling you, if you start to write down these thoughts, like how many times a day you're saying, I'm just grab a journal maybe you write on the notes in your phone and you're like I'm fat I feel unworthy and then you start like changing those around and I want you to like write those thoughts down and then I want you to write two positive things after that that you can say about yourself that feels good and then you can go back to that list and replace them and that's really what's going to help you and I also think that like you know not comparing yourself to others and getting rid of the people in your life that are making if there are people that are making you feel bad and making you I don't know if you're like anyone in your life is just is criticizing you or telling you that you need to lose weight or that you're not attractive, whether it's real people or just the voices in your head, you got to like just get rid of all the toxic people and thoughts. And that's what's going to help you. And again, if you don't feel like any of this is working, I mean, I really do think that finding a really good therapist can help you get out of this hole and help you get out of this, this cycle that you're in because you're with a great guy. And I think that the confidence from sex comes from addressing these issues and then also being more confident in the bedroom, which will come through masturbation, breathing breathing and writing these things down is being more conscious of your thoughts. Those are my tips for you there. And um, it's a process. Don't beat yourself up. Don't be hard on yourself. We all do it. But I'm telling you, you can overcome these things. I know you can. You can do it. We've all done it. Go easy on yourself. You are loved. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for emailing me. I love hearing from you. Thank you to everybody here. Thank you to my amazing team. Thank you to Ken and Helena and producer Lark and Jamie and Michael. And also, thanks to my listeners. I love you. As you know, we've had some record-breaking months here. It's insane how many new listeners we have. So welcome to the Sex with Emily family. Please send in your questions and follow us on social media. I'm getting really good again back to you guys. I love my Snapchat, Instagram, all that stuff. It's all at Sex with Emily and it's facebook.com slash sex with Emily. Thank you all. Thanks for listening. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. Emily.com. 
Looking back, a lot of things changed my life last year, but the biggest impact came from using my intensity as part of my Kegel exercise routine. I've been doing it for over a year now, and the results blew my mind. It is so easy and satisfying to use. It does your Kegel exercises for you automatically. I just lay back and let it do its thing. Besides no longer worrying about accidentally peeing when I sneeze or cough or laugh or send a text, I have kegels of steel and my orgasms are stronger and more intense than ever. The intensity looks like a rabbit vibrator, but it has two pads on the shaft that deliver gentle electrostimulation directly to the pelvic floor muscles, essentially performing an extremely effective kegel workout. When the creators noticed that the only reported side effect of the intensity was an intense orgasm, they added pulsations and an external stimulator turning the intensity into an incredible vibrator kegel exerciser hybrid. I could go on about the intensity, or you can watch the video review I made. Just click on the intensity banner on my website or visit pormoi.com slash emily. That's P-O-U-R-M-O-I dot com slash emily to learn more today. So I'm going to let you in on a personal secret. You know when you ask me how to heat things up with your partner? Well, some of my hottest encounters didn't involve wild sex or crazy positions, at least not initially. The truth is... Many of them start with sensation play. And thanks to sports sheets, I've had some really good times, if you know what I mean. Sensation play is all about arousal through teasing, touching, and exploration. Okay, picture this. You blindfold your lover and gently stroke a tickler on their skin. Then you explore the balance between pain and pleasure by lightly whipping their back with a flogger, then softly dragging the tassels to soothe them. Sounds hot, right? See, all that buildup and anticipation totally transforms foreplay. I even made a video to show you about these sexy bedroom tools. Just head over to sportsheets.com slash Emily to see it. Oh, spoiler alert, I may give Madison a little spanking. Just click on the Sensation Play banner on my site or go to sportsheets.com slash Emily today. Don't forget to use code Emily at checkout for a special discount. 